Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob. What? Bob. What? Bob. What? The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, August 18, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 576 of the Biden-Harris administration, 81 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, and our Patreon page is, of course, bobseskashow.com. Lots of news, lots of news today. Huge fire hose of good news and uh, some weird news and some disturbing news today. So let's bring him in, the Goth Ninja. It is Jody Hamilton, Spicy Jody is what we call her, from the From the Bunker podcast. Patreon.com slash from the bunker, also from the Stephanie Miller Show, stephaniemiller.com. And David T. Rex Ferguson from Astral Summer. Get his new single right now. It's called Higher Ground. It's a great single. God damn it. It should be in like the Billboard Hot 100. I'm just saying. I'm just planting huh. seeds. I'm suggesting if you have anything to do with the Billboard 100, we've got listeners infiltrated all throughout the entertainment industry. So please, if you have access to the Billboard Top 100, get higher ground in there. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you in advance. I think it's a little more complicated than that. <laughs> yes, it just is. Just like declassifying you know, top secret documents is you can't just wave your hands at the box and say. But don't you know who I am? <laughs> Don't you know who David is? Let's Don't make you know happen. who I think I am? Exactly. I know you're about to break the news, but let me just quickly say, I'm sure. changing my podcast page on uh, Patreon mm-hmm. to a band page. Stay okay. tuned for those changes coming up so that you can follow the band more closely with more information and things as, you know. Yeah, what is your Patreon page again, David? Right now, it's The T-Rex Report. The Patreon. T-Rex Report, slash, yes. But it's probably going to be patreon.com slash astral summer soon. I okay, all right. Well, you'd think I would remember that after the millions of times I've said that web address for your Patreon page. But I do know that uh, Alan Weisselberg was sentenced to Rikers Island for five months. Wow. That's that's insane. Yeah, the, talk about yeah. yeah. It's like that's, that's that's hard time. That's seriously hmm, hard time. Yeah, that ain't no tax free apartment no, no more. No, that ain't no. that ain't that ain't the feds. That ain't tennis courts. That that's really really hard time. Yes, it, rocks. I I don't know. People were complaining about how light the sentence was because of his plea Not deal. Anymore. <laughs> I don't think so because our hundred seconds in Rikers would be interminable and. Highly dangerous. I mean, that place should have been closed down decades ago. Yes. I kind of thought it was. I thought no, Alcatraz they, and Rikers were both closed. No, no, no. Rikers has never closed down. It should have closed down. It's it's one of the most horrific places to be held over for trial. 
ever. Yeah, it says here Judge Juan Manuel Merchan agreed to sentence Weisselberg to five months in New York City's Rikers Island Jail Complex. This is the Associated Press. So I'm just like, like triple checking this. Are we yeah, sure? Yeah, I, I did too. Yeah, because you think Alan Weisselberg, CFO, Trump Organization, yeah. he's going to go to a... Camp Cupcake. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Camp Cupcake. I mean, you know. <laughs> That's right. But no, he's at Rikers Island although he will be eligible for release much earlier if he behaves well behind bars. How is he going to misbehave behind bars? Like knock over his bedpan? I don't know. But it seems like he would be perpetually a target in that situation. This old guy who's like Trump's henchman at the Trump Organization, the judge said Weisselberg will have to pay nearly $2 million in taxes, penalties, and interest and complete five years of probation. The plea and bargain. that's if he does what he's supposed to do. If not, he'll be sentenced to like 10 years. Oh, my God. 10 years at he's agreed Rikers to, Island. He's agreed to testify against the Trump crimes, Organization. Though. Yeah. yeah, they are. And and so he's agreed to testify should he be called to testify mm-hmm. um, against the Trump Organization. Right. So if they call him to testify and he doesn't testify truthfully, he's, go- he's looking at 10 years of prison time, which will probably be easier than five months at Rikers. Yeah. But... Who wants to serve any moment of any time they have left in prison? But still, I mean, the Rikers time is, wow, I, I, yeah. I wish that on nobody. I, just Rikers is the worst. It's, w- it should be closed. It should never, it, ugh, it's a horrible, horrible, awful, awful place. Yeah, absolutely. Do they have like a country club wing to it? I don't imagine no, they God, would. No. <laughs> no, I mean, he might be, he might be under, you know, protection, but I doubt it. I mean, he's a white collar criminal. What kind of. It's not like he's a rapist or a child molester who would need protection. And, you know, I haven't found an adequate answer to this. And I've been asking and asking and asking. I've been thinking about this. I wish I didn't spend so much mental energy trying to consider the answer to this question. But why do people like Alan Weisselberg and Rudy Giuliani ruin their lives for Donald Trump? I know someone answered on Twitter saying that, oh, well, they're all the same. They see themselves in Donald Trump, and so therefore they feel like they're kindred spirits. But that that can't be it. Because look at the sacrifice they're making. Alan Weisselberg has been conducting this tax fraud scam with the Trump Organization, and <laughs> he's been willingly doing this. Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, well, we're all the same, and then we'll all go to prison the same. That's not the way this works. And so Donald Trump and his ridiculous children will not be facing any jail time because they're not being specifically investigated in this Trump organization thing. And along those lines, get ready for the new fall season of entertainment coming up. Because remember in September, we have two damages trials launching against Alex Jones. We have in October, the Trump organization trial in New York City. This is, again, still Alvin Bragg. It's not Letitia James. That's a separate parallel investigation. This <laughs> this is the Trump organization on trial. Now, I'm not sure what the penalty is if it's found guilty the same way Weisselberg has been found guilty or pled guilty in this case, but uh, it doesn't look good for the Trump organization between this prosecution and what's happening in Albany 
I just well, they I've, could lose their they could lose their uh, incorporation paperwork because they're yeah. incorporated in New York. So they could uh, James they could dissolve the company, and there goes money like serious money. Oh yeah, and it's the family Here's business. When, it's when the you, it's yeah. his legacy. Yeah. What were you say, David? When you're asking like what makes these people excel their souls for Donald Trump, I mean, I, mean, I really do think that the the proximity to power. Yeah, is just as addictive and intoxicating as power itself. And well, when you're getting taken on Air Force One, and you're getting, you're watching like this guy who says he's your bud, you know, like just crush people, get in his way, and sweep obstacles aside, and it just, it's got to be a hell of a ride. Yeah, it's almost like though, uh, looking at a hurricane and saying, "Oh my God, look at all that power! I want to be close to that." <laughs> Which no one says, right? Everyone loves yeah, the other idiots direction. that are trying to surf at the beach when the hurricanes come ashore. And, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we call them Lindsey Graham, you know, or <laughs> exactly. Russian oligarchs. It's like you know they are all foolhardy and believe like, oh well, the leopards won't eat my face. Right. Uh, <laughs> so dumb, 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 dumb. And Rudy Giuliani uh, is in serious trouble down in. Uh, Fulton County, Georgia, <laughs> a target of the investigation. I will say I was a little disappointed that they didn't uh, charge him then and there while he was kind of in their maybe grasp. He, maybe he gave up Donald. We don't know. <laughs> Any number of things could have happened in that room. But um, one of the biggest news stories of the last 24 hours has been Mike Pence kind of, sort of, maybe saying that he'll testify before the January 6th committee. Here's Mike Pence talking about how he may testify before the Jan 6 committee if he's asked. Here's here's Mike Pence. Mm. Oh wait, that's just a phone on vibrate. That's <laughs> Sounds just like him though, doesn't it? Sounds like his prostate massager. <laughs> Here's actually Mike Pence talking about this. Well, I would, if there was an invitation to participate, I would consider it. But you've heard me mention the Constitution a few times this morning. On the Constitution, we have three co-equal branches of government. And um, any invitation to be directed to me, I would have to reflect on the the unique role that I was serving in as vice president. Oh my God, I'm it's, already bored. I know, I know. It's so... <laughs> the thing that jumped Anodyne. out at me... It's just like his entire speech pattern is made of like nothing but flour and water mixed together. <laughs> yeah, like just, just... There he goes. <laughs> still talking. Uh, he said, I would have to reflect on the unique role I was serving as vice president. It would be unprecedented in history for the vice president to be summoned to testify on Capitol Hill. And of course, what we know about that is that is wrong. Gerald Ford testified on the Hill while he was still vice president. And that was, uh, you know, that was something you can actually look up in history books and things on the Internet in particular. But I kind uh, of think he might be good at meditation, though, because, I mean, the whole empty your mind thing is not much of a problem when it's all that's in there is like a hotel Bible, a couple of broken ticker toys and a picture <laughs> of his wife. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I was talking about the new fall season of entertainment coming up in September. We also have the season two of the one six committee hearings. And so maybe that will include Mike mm. Pence. I imagine the one six committee is like, oh, oh, he said something mm -hmm. about us. Yeah, maybe let's bring him in. That's a kind good idea. Vicious. Yeah. Bring it yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, uh, the Republicans have just gone absolutely bananas. This is not breaking news. I'm not saying anything that we don't know already, but in Wyoming, 
uh, Liz Cheney lost her primary by more than 35 points. No, it's huge. Talk about the domination of the yeah. batshit, idiocratic uh, fascists in that state. These suckers and dupes, they just don't understand that they're being scammed. They're being lied to. They're being yeah. manipulated. They're being pandered to. And as a consequence of that, a far-right conservative named Liz Cheney has lost her primary by 35 points. To a woman who looks like, um, what's-her-face from Arizona and the Joker had a child together. <laughs> I know. God. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm so sick and tired of being gaslit by mm -hmm. a, a Republican Party that insists that these are legitimate people. That these are actual human beings and possible leaders who would do a competent job representing their district or their state or their nation or their constitution. But then you go around and you see them. You see Carrie Lake and you see mm -hmm. this crazy person who defeated Liz Cheney in Wyoming. Or you see... Uh, Herschel you know, Walker. Yeah, Sarah Palin in this ranked choice thing up in Alaska uh, with the possibility of going to Congress there. You can't possibly look at Cherry Lake. Yeah. It's kind of like Halsey's mean alcoholic aunt, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, what is it? Do they not have mirrors in Red Hat world uh, between Donald Trump? They're doing and exactly what it's projection. It's like they are all screaming and hollering, saying that, you know, liberals will put people of color or women or LGBTQ people into positions they're not qualified for as a form of tokenism. Yeah, yeah. When that is, in fact, the only thing they know how to do with women, people of color and LGBTQ people. Did you guys and hear Christy Nome with Herschel Walker? Oh, no. Was what it was a wind that? Tunnel? It was uh, <laughs> Travis had it, had the audio, and he, he actually described it perfect. It's like Marlo Thomas for St. Jude's and having a child next to her and talking about said child. Oh, my God. What was he Where just Christy sitting Nome there? Christy Nome goes, he was, I, get, I didn't see it, but I listened to it, and it was, hi, I'm Christy Nome from the great state of South Dakota. I'm here to, the cool to present my, uh, my uh, friend Herschel. As if he's a small child, um, uh, you know. Y'all in in uh, Georgia can do better. La 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 la. And it was just like presenting a child. Yeah, yeah. And he says, "Yes, I." It was just. Stephanie called it a health check. Um, it was. First off, why does anybody in Georgia give a rat's ass what Christy Nome thinks? First off, and secondly. Yeah. Herschel Walker needs help. He doesn't need to be in a position of power. The yes. man is not mentally stable. He's not a well human being. He needs guidance. He needs doctor's care. He doesn't need to be in the Senate. That's one of the reasons why we haven't spent a whole lot of time on Herschel Walker on this show. Because it seems really, really easy. It's too easy. <laughs> yes, he's probably going to lose. Uh, he is you better. Yeah, I hope Jesus so. Christ. It's up to you, David. Yeah, I know. It's all up to you, David. We're counting on you. If he wins, we're going to blame you. Just, I'm yep. saying, <laughs> I'm warning you. Yeah. But he seems like... So if head injury Walker makes it to the Senate, it's my fault. Yep, all your fault. You you control the state of Georgia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yes, I mean, someone with obvious traumatic brain injury, to me, yeah. seems like, oh my God, I, I cannot believe the cynicism that was involved in putting him up for a seat in the Senate. Herschel Walker. What I feel when and I see Herschel Walker... experience of yeah. any kind. Anything. Like, no legislative experience 
at all. A string of yeah. catastrophic business failures. Right. I mean, right. I guess, but you know, hey, it's Donald Trump's, you know, lane, so why wouldn't it work for Herschel? But it just I just yeah, the tokenism is so painful and obnoxious. Yeah. It's so condescending. He's so being used. Like, it has really kind of no idea, like, who am I? What am I doing here? Yeah. You know, I mean, it really just, like, it's pitiful. And I am glad that it has not turned into a Sarah Palin-style feeding frenzy. I feel bad for him. I feel like he's being taken advantage of, and he doesn't really understand why he's running. And that's just my outside interpretation. It's almost like when you would listen to old morning zoo radio shows, and they'd always have that hapless intern, you know, dressed up in a diaper and maybe duct tape to the tree out front and everyone makes fun of them. And, you know, there's always something wrong. It's like the, the whack pack on the Stern show. It's like, okay, well, that's funny to an extent, but then it gets really uncomfortable and weird. It's like, then you consider like, why, holy shit, why am I laughing at this? Okay, now I shouldn't be laughing at this. That's my thought process whenever I see a clip of Herschel Walker. And especially when I saw that clip where he was talking about, China and the air from the United oh God, States yeah. going oh over. Like, why is he dressed in a Home Depot smock? <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know what that is. What? What is that? Go back and look at the video. He's wearing the weirdest clothes. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm half expecting him to like pull uh, Kanye West and decide that he's also going to market a line of clothing because he always is dressed in a really weird kind of like Dickies pants and these oversized <laughs> shirts. It's weird. Oh my God. I, I, I want to move past. Well, you're thinking like inpatient day lounge. You're looking for the paper bracelet that should be on his wrist. Yes. I mean, it's so conflicting because all because <laughs> all at the same time, I'm going, well, there's a chance he could win. There's a chance that he could be the junior senator from the state of Georgia. I mean, that's, that's horrifying. I mean, what the fuck would he even do in the United States Senate? What would be his function? I guess it would be the same as Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and all the others who are just like, they're there to be rodeo clowns. So we all go, oh, look at those rodeo clowns. Let's go chase after them while the Republicans are doing all kinds of other horse shit uh, behind closed doors. And so that's the thing. They're just, they're designed to be distractions. They're designed to mm. draw our attention away from the really heinous shit. And that's why he's running, I guess. That's what he would be doing in the Senate were he to win. It's well, he'll, if he if he were to win, he would serve multiple functions. Yeah, he would be like Juan Williams on Fox News. Do you remember when uh, Bill O'Reilly went to Harlem to a restaurant and couldn't yes. believe that black people mm -hmm. were using silverware? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and then they weren't like, "Oh mother motherfucker, bring me some more iced tea." And then oh, the next yeah, day, they right. had to trot out little Juan Williams. He's like, "Well, Bill, I've known you for a long time, and I know you're no racist, you know." And it's just like, I mean, that's Herschel. He's, he's they're gonna, you know, if he does win, they're gonna put a big bib on him to mm -hmm. stop the drool and sit him up there, and he'll talk about how liberals are racist and how he's never well, really Tim felt Scott accepted. does that already, too, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll have company. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you want to see more representation in American yeah. politics. Fewer rich white not men. Not so much and, head injury representation. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want to see, because Those you know. head wounds yeah. tend to disqualify. Yeah. yeah. Right, it's we, just because he definitely, I mean, he's got CTE, and we won't know until he's dead. Yeah. Because um, you cannot diagnose it when somebody's alive, at least at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's obvious that he does. I mean. I, I doubt many football players don't. It's, um, it's so cynical. And, yeah. 
I know, ain't right. I? Um, uh, but he just, he's not well. He's admitted that he's not well <laughs> in previous yeah. stuff. So it's just like they're taking advantage of this person. They could have found somebody that would have been also happened to be black who was actually smart, but they've decided I mean, to have pick- a- Illegitimate children falling out of his pockets. Right, every he, time keeps, he, pulls well, out he keeps of his discovering keys, you know? children. Like, it's like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> God damn it! It's like every sperm is sacred. You know, like, you know. <laughs> can can either of you explain the crudite thing? The crudite news cycle has gone right past me without me I catching up with it. About. Okay, so apparently Doctor Oz went yes. to some. Uh, he, grocery he, chain in in uh, Pennsylvania. It was either a Redner's or a Wegman's. One of those two. I think two, it was a Wegman's. Said, but he said was, he said Wegner's is what he called right. the grocery store. I think it was Wegman's, and he <laughs> uh, picked up a vegetable tray and called it crudite, and then wanted to add raw asparagus to said thing, and nobody does that because that's just dumb. Okay. Um, and so then Fetterman <laughs> went in and said, "No, it's a vegetable tray, you rich elitist motherfucker with ten homes." Um, so it's, you know, he's just like, dude, seriously, you're not every man. Don't try it. Yeah. But that kind of awkwardness, I have no problem with just sitting back, pointing and just going, ha, ha, ha. Well, like with Mitt Romney, when he tried to be every man, you know, and it's just about to say this, you know, the the Romney bot kept malfunctioning. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, just be yourself. We know you're very wealthy. That's fine. Yeah. Just don't try to be the guy in the jeans at Walmart because you've never walked into a fucking Walmart in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about, I made the wash. Who was that stupid suck up that said that Ron DeSantis had BDE? Did you see that? Oh, that was Carrie Lake. That was Carrie Lake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, that actually was one. I was like, she kind of reminds me of Halsey, but like alcoholic (laughs) and mean and older. But um, that was one of the greatest things that any Republican these days, any Trump Republican could say about another Trump Republican, because people will vote for someone if they think he's got a big dick. And I'm talking about red hats. Well, let me tell you something, (laughs) folks. (laughs) Uncle David has done his field work. On this. Um, on I Ron DeSantis' dick. Not his in particular, but I've seen men who look like him with uh-huh. their pants off. I've okay. seen many, many, uh, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, if I had as many sticking out of me as I've had stuck in me, I would look like a porcupine. Um, so, and I know a little dick man when I see one. Uh-huh. And Ron DeSantis... Is is one of those guys? It's, yeah. It's like it's like you know it's like three little birds' eggs in a nest. You know? <laughs> like it's just, his poor wife has to kind of like oh, you know my God. get the, the reading glasses on before yeah. she can give him oral pleasure. I mean, he just but you, I mean he's got the you know the squeaky voice, the like the petulant attitude, the little. I mean, he's just like he is a portrait of LDE. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Right, and I will, I will, I will go to the wall on this one because I'm pretty sure I've seen more dicks than everyone listening right now combined. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, and the thing with Ron DeSantis is that, and this is the thing that the Republicans will never admit: he's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. If he is like the next standard bearer of the Republican Party. That's really sad because I keep thinking about the way he won in Florida for the first time. Barely. It was so goddamn close. Well, Trump himself never cleared 50% approval his whole term. Yeah, right. And this is one of the things that we have to remember. Like, Republicans, you are embracing an anchor. Mm -hmm. Like, and then going swimming. Like, it's just like he never... 
made the grade. I, I don't think I don't know how they think they're gonna like uh, get him back into office again or how it, it's just it's really uh, yeah they're yeah st- they're just. Yeah. Well, Alex Jones now is, yeah. a, at least he says it. Who? Of course, Who? he'll change it. <laughs> he uh, is now saying that uh, he is abandoning Donald Trump and he's mm-hmm. lining up with Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. That's, so, yeah, Ron DeSantis now has the Alex Jones vote. Not I don't surprising. know if I'd want that if I were Ron DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Not given what Alex Jones is up against right now. No, yeah. absolutely fucking not. But let's go back to uh, Liz Cheney real quick. She's now the eighth of the 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach Trump uh, who have also left the House. So eight of the Lost 10 House seat, Republicans yeah, who voted to impeach. She didn't do it um, voluntarily. Right, right. Four others have yeah, opted against Yeah, but this gives her permission yeah. to empty the clip. Yep. Kevin McCarthy... And everybody else that's hiding shit from January 6th, that now she is completely unfettered. Yep. Um, I don't like her. Mm-hmm. I do not appreciate her politics. Uh, I feel like she is kind of hogging a bit of the glory from the rest of the committee who are, you know, yeah. with one other Republican and a whole bunch of Democrats. But like, like okay, girl. Mm-hmm. You've got until January. Yeah. Let it rip. As, Ru- as RuPaul says... Don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what does she do next, though? I mean, what is the future of that wing, that increasingly minority wing of the Republican Party? I mean, we're talking about, what, 5 to 10% of the Republican Party is kind of the never-Trump oh, slash... Biden will probably give her an ambassadorship or something, and she can cool her heels in the State Department for a while, get some you know diplomatic bona fides, and then come back at a time when the... After the the Jim Jones the Jim Jones crowd in the Republican Party has drunk the Kool Aid and died. What do you think of this? Here's an idea for Liz Cheney, and I, Kimberly posted this on Twitter a couple of days ago. Um, what if she were to run as an independent and split the Republican vote? I'm with her. Yeah. Go for it, Liz. I'm just saying I that's. Thought, I don't you know, know if she's going to do it. Leading up, yeah. she already conceded. But I remember when uh, Joe Lieberman got beat in the Connecticut primary. Oh yeah, by Ned Lamont. Yeah. And he just announced that he was running as an independent. Yeah, it was a dick move. Well, that's what Lisa Murkowski did. Mm -hmm. She went as a write-in candidate. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's a smart move and may not necessarily win her or allow her to keep her seat. But it splits the Republican vote and maybe there's a possibility that the Democrat wins. I mean, a Democrat winning in Wyoming in that. That's why she's not doing At large seat. Yeah, maybe that's it. Because remember that Liz Cheney is no saint in all of this. Yes, Liz Cheney should be admired because she's putting nation over party. She sees Donald Trump for what he is. And that carries, I'm telling you, carries a lot of weight. At least I with think me. she's jumping in for 2024. I yeah, definitely she think she's, she's going to run. Yeah, she's but she, running. she's got like zero chance in 24, given the well, status of the Republican Party right now. many a slip between the cup and the lip. Ah, this, yes. Uh, good, mean, <laughs> good point. There are like so many people facing major criminal charges right now that, yeah. I mean, you know, they she may, I mean, just the whole outlook, of the, whole, the whole focus may change in mm-hmm. the next three years. So, I mean... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, is, that's a really good analysis because something horrible could happen to Donald Trump. There, there could be a, a, at least a moderate migration away from Donald Trump, just enough to weaken him. Could I don't be a think dirty bomb at CPAC. I mean, you just never know. <laughs> that was dark. <laughs> Holy dark. shit! Me? Yeah, yeah no. that was really. I didn't say an actual nuclear weapon <laughs> or genetically modified smallpox. <laughs> yeah. 
See, now you went even darker. Okay. Man, that would be hilarious <laughs> if, like, the monkeypox virus turned lethal and all of a sudden all these Republican closeted guys started dying. That yeah. would be hilarious. Yeah. Mm-mm. Monkeypox. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Monkeypox is uh, not getting any better, by the way. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very, very dangerous at this point. And hey, guess what? We live in America, and hmm, no one's going to really do anything about it. No. Well, yeah. I mean, I think most of us over the age of 45 at least had a smallpox vaccination. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which will help against monkeypox. It's the mm-hmm. people that are younger that didn't have, didn't have to get a smallpox vaccination because oh, yeah. we eradicated it. Yeah, yeah. So they're the ones that are at risk. In case you haven't heard the story, just uh, throwing this There's in. A kid while that we're- got it. Yeah, while we're talking about uh, America and its many pandemics, um, there's that nasal spray that UC Berkeley is developing that will actually prevent COVID. So there's a little bit of good news there. It has I want of, that. Yeah. When can oh I my get God. That? Yes. I mean, Jody, for those of us who are still really trying to be careful in all of this, it's the magic formula that could allow us to go back to 100% of a regular life because it, it not only treats COVID, but it prevents you from getting it in the first place, which the vaccines do not necessarily do. They it can, but yeah, they're not they 100%. They can, but they're not 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I want that right now. Can I spray it all over my body and not just <laughs> in my nose? That's right. Just get a like a thick kind of crispy cream coating of it all, all around Yeah, I just you. want to bathe in it every day. <laughs> yes, and then I get to go in after you. So I just yes. need to... <laughs> Because I am so like desperate for that. Like a Japanese family sharing a bathtub. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, take he, a dive through the nose spray. Exactly. Here in the house, Kimberly and I, just every day, every time like we bump into each other in the kitchen or something like that. Hey, but how about that nasal spray? Yes. Wh- when's the nasal spray going to happen? Is it mice? Yeah, it works in mice. When's it? When they, human trials. Human trials are next. And so we're just constantly talking about this nasal spray because it's like our golden ticket to go back to. I mean, I've always said that we're at about 85 percent of normal life at this point. That last 15%, though, is a big fucking deal. And this nasal spray, if it's approved by the FDA, FDA if it works in humans, that's going to give us that extra 15% of uh, flexibility. So fingers crossed. That's something I'm along those lines. I'm crossing my eyes, toes, and fingers. Yeah, and if, and if UC Berkeley's got it, you can bet that there are other pharmaceuticals who have yeah. something in the works uh, oh, like yeah. it. So, uh, yes, all the fingers, all the fingers crossed. Okay. Well, there's more show here uh, to come, obviously, our big Thursday show. Um, Here's a guy we haven't talked about on the show ever, ever, ever before. There's this podcaster. He kind of, I think he's in that Ben Shapiro universe of shows. His name is Matt Walsh. If you've seen him, he's got glasses and a beard, dark hair, and he's a dickhead. Matt Walsh is a way back, like, like Christian, like, quote-unquote Christian, but, like, hardcore anti-LGBTQ, like, really, really came into his own in the anti-same-sex marriage uh, debate in the early 2000s and was Mm -hmm. kind of around and has just sort of been, like— Sort of like an Eric Erickson, like one of those people who builds a following, like like stones kind of accrete moss just by being there. <laughs> yeah. Like he's not actually talented mm-hmm. or even that provocative. He's just there. Yeah. But anyway. The best thing he has going for him is he has kind of a decent voice, but it's the horrible things that he says kind of negates right. that a lot. Mm. And uh, he's been on a jihad, or at least he's launched a jihad. <laughs> jihad! Against, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, against Children's Hospital in Boston. This is the subject of his jihad. 
And we're going to talk about that and play a little bit of audio. Not only what Matt Walsh has said on his fucked up show, but also the consequences of what he said. And it's chilling. It's dangerous. I think we should talk about the First Amendment and what are legitimate constitutional exceptions to the First Amendment. Because in this case... Man, he's using that First Amendment to incite terrorism, and it's terrifying. It is absolutely fucking terrifying what he's doing, uh, because you know the kinds of people who are going to listen, and you know, well, we've got evidence that they are doing what he's asking them to do. So we'll get into that and a whole lot more, uh, plus, uh, hmm, it's not theirs, it's mine. We have to talk about Donald Trump confessing. It's mine, you understand? Yeah. Mine, all mine. Get back in there. Down, down, down. Go, go, go. Mine, mine, mine. That's <laughs> uh, Trump with his documents in the basement. Just throwing that in. Yes, uh, that and a whole lot more coming up here in just a second. But if you're only listening to the free portion of this show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever the hell you're listening, you're only hearing the first hour of the show. There's an extra 20 minutes of show that happen after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday episode. And it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash Show or simply bobseskashow.com. It's completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies, pennies per episode. It's a bargain at twice the price. We pass the savings on to you, as they say. Shadow Docket drops every Tuesday and Thursday, as I said, right after the free shows, and it's only going to cost you $5 per month. And you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast. So don't miss out. BobSeskaShow.com is the web address. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends on social media. And we thank you in advance. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Bob Seska! up this morning and the first thing I did was roll over and grab my phone surrounded by information inundated by news seeing fire through a million screens but what can I do now I need something left unbroken Words that have not been spoken A voice above the fray Of the information age Yeah, tonight I just need one cronk Oh yeah, this is brand new to the show Sam Robbins the name of this recording artist 
song called Just Man, One Cronkite. Yeah. Building tension there, you know? Oh, yeah. The way yeah. It, like, it's like a storm blowing in. I, great work, guys. Absolutely. This is uh, from his album, Bigger Than In Between, samrobbinsmusic.com. Yeah. Two B's and Robins, by the way. Link in the description, of course. Under this episode at bobsuska.com. Please support Sam Robbins. This is an amazing album from start to finish. All right. Getting back into things here. I got a here. hip-hop yeah. response to this called Just One Crunkite. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes, indeed. All right. bobsuska.com slash music to submit. Thank you for doing that. <clears throat> All right. Matt Walsh, who we've never talked about on the show before, but now mm. we're, uh, we're breaking our Matt Walsh virginity here by talking about <laughs> this absolute unredeemable asshole. Without any further introduction... This is Matt Walsh on his show talking about what he intends to do about Boston's Children's Hospital. Hang on to your socks. Today on the Matt Walsh Show, children's hospitals around the country are butchering, mutilating, and sterilizing their young patients. According to Boston Children's Hospital, literally every toddler who has ever been born or will ever be born is trans. Literally, what? he said. Literally. Every child, according to Boston's Children's Hospital. Children's Hospital. Voice. Yeah. He yeah. sounds like he needs to get that thing out of his throat. Like, well, he doesn't <coughs> sound like Laura Ingram or, or uh, what's his face? Eh, Mike Mark Levin. <laughs> no, this guy's got a much better voice than Mark Levin yeah. or Alex Jones. I mean, or you know, Laura Ingram or I yeah, mean, but eh. it really doesn't matter. Alex because Jones, I feel like, is effective for what it is. D- yes, it's perfect. His his tone, I mean, it's bombastic. The, it's hard to ignore. It's like a piece of like modern classical music for like leaf blower and string orchestra. <laughs> like it's just so <laughs> penetrating and like yeah yeah ooh, yeah. All right, this is again. This is Matt Walsh. I just don't understand why he thinks they're like doing sex changes on every kid that gets born. I mean, what are you even talking about, dude? Like, yeah. how is, what's your, it's, anyway, go on. It's made up. He's bullshitting his audience. Th- this is not happening. N- not in any way, shape, Obviously, or form. Obviously, but like, where does he, where is he getting it? Does he just pull it right out of his hairy little sedentary ass? Well, here's the thing. Like, I mean. There's an entire complex of what I consider to be entertainment websites, if you're a Red Hat Republican. They all claim to be news sites, but it's really just nonsense and gibberish and disinformation and propaganda designed for suckers. And so this is all information that he's probably getting from some disreputable source somewhere in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex and then repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. Because they don't trust... Does he actually believe it? They don't trust actual news. So by default, they believe this ridiculousness that's happening in the Red Hat Entertainment <sighs> Complex. It's just, that's the endless Ouroboros of disinformation and horseshit right. that keeps getting churned and churned and churned. People are bombarded by this as they osmotically absorb all of this nonsense 24-7, listening to Alex Jones and all these guys as they fall asleep in some cases. I mean, it's horrifying what's going on. And Matt Walsh is right there in the middle of all of it with, uh, you know, the Ben Shapiro platform backing him up. Okay, so here, let's Let's just never forget with these guys that at any time they could do an Andrew Breitbart and just like, poof, disappear, die. (laughs) (laughs) You're being hopeful. And that's uh, one swollen blood vessel away from them shutting (laughs) up for the ever. Jesus. Okay, here's Matt Walsh. Today on the Matt Walsh Show, children's hospitals around the country are butchering, mutilating, and sterilizing their young patients. No, According to Boston Children's Hospital, no. literally every toddler no. who has ever been born no. or will ever be born is trans. No. 
No. Now, if it seems like they're casting the widest imaginable net in order to catch the most children they can and put them all on a path to sterilization and butchery before they can even talk, well, that's because that's exactly what these monsters are doing. They're not. They're not doing that. They're not doing any of this. This is not happening. This is horseshit. It's inciting. Oh, my God, this is domestic terrorism. Yes, it's stochastic terrorism. Absolutely. Yes. Holy God. I couldn't believe this when I saw it. You know? Yep. I mean, I can imagine like Alex Jones talking about, uh, you know, weather weapons. Uh, Barack Obama sending those weather weapons, sending those hurricanes over to that town in order to distract from wanting to grab your guns and your AR-15s. Did you see little tiny helicopters and airplanes flying around the tornado? I mean, that, that's like fantasy stream of consciousness, you know, imagineering on behalf of Alex Jones. What Matt Walsh is doing is, see that hospital right there? They're mutilating every child that is born in that hospital, and now you need to do something about it. There's a huge difference. And this isn't in no way defending Alex Jones. But this is a whole new, I mean, smashing through another rock layer and digging deeper into the pit of fucking horrors that is the Red Hat Republican movement in this country. And they've done it up until this moment without much resistance from the public. But that has to end. We have to stop making it so easy on them. And that's why I'm in the very early stages of trying to organize a national coordinated effort to fight back against this evil. You know, it's really just a matter of where do we begin? Maybe we begin at Boston Children's Hospital. Okay, we're gonna pause right there because now we're gonna get the CNN news story that followed two days after Matt Walsh said this. I just, I, Matt Walsh said this, by the way, on August 15, and this news story, this news report we're about to play from CNN is from August 17. I don't understand their end game. Like, I mean, but I also, like, I, I still am genuinely baffled as to whether Matt Walsh actually believes this is happening at Boston Children's Hospital or if, you know, is he mentally ill? But, like, I mean, uh, it's I just content for him. For him, that's, that's the worst part about it, David. I'll, I'll just jump in right here. The worst thing about content, this, yeah. yes, is for him, this is content for his show. It's the most cynical possible fucking thing that you could ever do if you're hosting a show. I got to do a thing that we can carry out over eight episodes of my stupid fucking podcast. We can come back to this and do callbacks and updates. Where, oh, where, are we having success or we're not? building full of sick Children, yes. you yep. fucking animals. Right. Yep. Like, this is the problem. Yeah. Like, there's nothing going on there except a bunch of good people trying to do their jobs. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And now this is something where he's literally saying, we're going to stop them. It doesn't really elaborate in terms of how, because it doesn't matter. Because what we have is an audience for these guys who are already doing the weekend warrior militia thing and yep. stockpiling giant arsenals of firearms in their homes. We've seen the pictures. It's just a matter of time. This is what they're doing to uh, gain as many downloads for their podcasts and to sell you know, subscriptions to Squarespace or whoever's advertising on their stupid fucking shows. Jesus God. Okay, so here we're going to hear the tail end of Matt Walsh talking and then we'll hear the CNN update on August 17th. This was yesterday. No, it's really just a matter of where do we begin? Maybe we begin at Boston Children's Hospital. 
Boston Children's Hospital says its staff is being threatened and harassed now after far-right activists on social media posted misinformation claiming they performed gender-affirming hysterectomy procedures on young girls. The hospital says it's not true. They do of not course. perform those procedures for anyone under the age of 18. Boston Children's Hospital says it is proud, though, to be home to the first pediatric and adolescent transgender health program in the United States. The hospital, though, now is working with law enforcement to try to better protect its staff in the face of these lies. So they take a little piece of something and then balloon it into mutilating children. Now, tomorrow, and deep into the future, children that are not even born yet, they're planning to mutilate them as soon as they pop out. That's what Matt Walsh is telling his audience, and his audience is spending their time right now threatening Boston's Children's Hospital. Yep. This is like, you know, fire in a crowded theater. This is not protected speech. No. This is directed hate. And malice. And yeah. it yep. needs to be punished as such. And I really, really feel like social media needs to step the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And no. stop, you know, saying, well, I just I don't have any say here. It's just a free platform. You know, people mm-hmm. can use it to what they want. Because I mean, it has been a deciding factor yep. in the metastasis or metastasization or however you say it, of mm-hmm. like some really bad ideas really fast yeah. in this country and has like genuinely helped facilitate harm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who do you even uh, go to uh, as far as uh, getting this guy to stop doing what he's doing? I, I don't. Whoever's hosting his show, he's got to have a server somewhere. Well, that may be it. The hospital could sue for defamation. Yeah. So Ben Shapiro, to an extent, is responsible for this shit. Now, I'm sure it's like, well, the opinions expressed on the Matt Walsh show do not necessarily reflect those of Ben Shapiro or Daily Wire. That's all he has to do. You're going to need to do more than that. I mean, that's literally all you have to do on an opinion show. I mean, just anything, it's all you have to do is the owners of this station do not necessarily endorse the, the views of this person. End of statement. That's how you legally get out of that. So if he's not doing that, then he is legally potentially... Uh, open to a lawsuit, but if he yeah. is putting a, a legal disclaimer up there saying I don't need, I don't care one way or the other what this guy says, mm. he's technically yeah. saved from that. I mean, I've been a communicator throughout my entire career, and I've also dealt in satire for a considerably large part of that too. I am a firm believer in the free speech clause of the First Amendment. However, mm-hmm. just because we have free speech in this country doesn't mean that automatically everything you say has virtue. Right. The virtue is- And you're not free from consequence. Right. Exactly. But just availing yourselves of the First Amendment isn't necessarily virtuous in and of itself. You're just walking down a road that's open. What you do- You have to remember the First Amendment just stops the government from interfering, not everybody else. Right. Well, that's a huge mistake that they make all the time. They say, well, but saying you're like walking down down the road and you steal a stop sign, yeah, and and somebody blows through the intersection and kills someone, Mm -hmm. that's not protected speech. No, no, no. no. Um, So this is this is happening, and I'm sure Matt Walsh isn't the only one responsible for this kind of. The only thing I can define it as is domestic terrorism. He is inciting his listeners to commit domestic terrorism. Remember, in 2009. When DHS released a report that was about uh, right-wing extremism. extremism. Yep. Yep. And the entire Republican Party just lost its fucking mind. Yep. 
Oh my God, they're saying we're domestic. Te- what? What? How could that be? Ah, oh, and they faint on their fainting couches. Uh, and that yeah. cost us. Oh, it here cost we are. us in, you know, money allocated for surveillance. It cost us in, you know, mm-hmm. the government's ability to respond yeah. and to objectively and uh, intelligently look at these organizations. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, the, you know, the former guy was just all about like, yeah, you know, stand back and stand by. Like, <laughs> hey, boys, I like the cut of your jib. Yeah. You know, so, I mean – I mean, that's that's why yeah. you can't make a one-to-one comparison between that guy, the alleged Bernie Sanders supporter who shot Steve Scalise. Right. You can't make a one-to-one comparison between that one thing and the wide array of insurrectionist, treasonous, uh, red hat militias that are circulating the country right now and continue to operate in spite of being prosecuted for their obvious crimes. And you hear that from Republicans all the time. Well, what about that guy who shot Steve Scalise? He was radicalized by Bernie Sanders. No, he wasn't. He didn't shoot Steve Scalise. Antifa isn't a thing. It's not a thing. There are no Antifa meetings. Right. We are all Antifa. None of us are Antifa. Antifa is one. Antifa is nothing. I mean, it's just like, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we do these. I think every time they get going on something like that, we should do what we did with a dark Brandon meme. (laughs) <laughs> you know, grab it, run with it, love it, embrace mm-hmm. it, roll yeah. in it, because they hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's all a good idea. I think uh, that's that's something that we should absolutely do. Well, you want some uh, better news, some, <laughs> some sure. uh, fun here to talk about? Let's have some fun. All right. Let's talk about who the informant might be. The Guardian has reported that the Mar-a-Lago <laughs> informant could be a family member. Specu- I think it's Ivanka. I'm telling you. Yeah. No, it's Melania. She saw them bare. They yeah. like stuck Ivana in the ground on the third <laughs> green. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yet, I will not be buried in boxing ground I, like hamster. I, I don't think it's her. I think she's. I think she was groomed too well to do whatever he wants. Hello, yeah. FBI, looking safe. No, right. that would be Bar- uh, ba- Baron for sure. Um, no, I think it's Ivanka because she and Jared won out. Well, that's who they're saying might be the informant, Jared Kushner. Both... Michael mm-hmm. Cohen and our friend Mary Trump have right. speculated that Jared Kushner could be the informer. With the blessing of his wife. Yeah. Of course, they don't have, there's no evidence along those lines because no one well, really no, knows I mean, for sure. I mean, and that's what we can get to with the, the, the uh, affidavit, which might be released with redacted names. Yes. Oh, yes. What was that news? Jody, I almost entirely forgot. What was the news that's we okay. talked about there, um, during the break? It's just been reported uh, the last half an hour or so ago, Washington Post said the affidavit central to the search of Donald's home will remain under seal for at least one more week. He ruled on, the judge ruled on Thursday giving justice seven days to redact the detailed document in a way that would not undermine its ongoing investigation if made public. The judge basically said to the news people, hey guys, if I allow the affidavit to be redacted but released, will you not come, will you get off my back, basically. (laughs) Will you not come back for another lawsuit to unredact it? And um, all the lawyers for Washington Post and others said, sure. Right. Um, So they're going to, they're going to obviously, you know, it'll be witness one or witness two or whatever that is. And probably sources and the methods will be redacted as they should. But any information is not good for Donald Trump. No. The whole reason not to release this is, hi, Richard Jewell. Um, yeah. You don't release this information on, in an ongoing in case he's innocent. This is not good for him. And notice he never mm-hmm. filed a lawsuit to unredact to, to release it. He's just watching. Oh yeah. He doesn't want it released either. He just wants to bitch about it. 
Yeah, Allison Gill was on the show yesterday with me, and she was saying, and obviously she's no Trump fan, but she was saying no. that releasing that affidavit would be a violation of Donald Trump's civil rights. Absolutely. Because in this country, you have a right to face your accuser, uh -huh. and in the context of releasing the affidavit, you're not it's allowed like to- It's like grand jury testimony. Yeah, yeah you're not allowed to face your accuser until you're actually charged. Right. Until you're actually accused, right? Right. But this is an accusation based on, a lot of it can be based on legally hearsay. Thank you, um, hashtag Sisters in Law podcast. Mm -hmm. Because it's not in a court of law. It's just basically going, a federal agent talked to so-and-so, and he's relaying what so-and-so said, which is why we need this. Yeah. You don't actually have to talk to the witness to get the, the search warrant, though they might have witness testimony in this for all we know. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it doesn't come out, they've filled time that Trump would normally have spent running with the narrative. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, they have been by even just talking about, are we going to redact this? Are we not going to redact it? Are we released it, not released it? Those headlines replace the headlines of Trump screaming that his passports were stolen. You yeah. know, which you know, they like, weren't. They were returned. And, and who, and you know what? They're not, he shouldn't have passports anymore, but that's just me. He shouldn't um, have a diplomatic passport. He's he, not you a know, diplomat. he shouldn't. Um, it was probably his Melania's and Barron's passports, is what I'm thinking. It was mm -hmm. their three. Yeah. But I'm just thinking the Justice Department is figuring out a way to talk about these things without necessarily talking about them to uh -huh. combat the misinformation cycle or disinformation cycle that right. you know, Trump has used in everything like this mm -hmm. so right. far because he takes advantage of the fact that the prosecution won't talk about an ongoing investigation. Right. And I think that that's why he didn't file a lawsuit in conjunction with all the news organizations. Um, mm -hmm. because he doesn't want it released. It, some people are like, oh, this is going to motivate his... Not, no, it's not. This is going to turn a lot of those people that are still sort of on the fence but kind of support him going, no. Yeah. I mean, anecdotally, I've been hearing stories of, you know, hardcore red Trump country and their flags and their bumper stickers are coming off. Interesting. Um, so. Well, also they're falling apart because they were made in China. But go well, on. Well, there's that. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people are starting to take down the flags of support because of things that are coming out. Now, there's going to be 10 or 20% of them that are never going to go away, just like the Nixon fans that oh, still yeah. exist. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I think his, his this, if this, if they do release this next week, it's not going to look good for him. I mean, I do cite Richard Jewell. He didn't do anything wrong, but we were all after him mm -hmm. after the bombing in Atlanta. Well, yeah, and as I was saying to uh, John Fugelsang last night on his show, is that uh, you know the one thing that Donald Trump is really good at and always has been is controlling the news cycle just by blurting horrifying shit. And I swear to God, if you were to do a news search right now, if you do like a LexisNexis search or something like that on specific words, I bet you would find more results for affidavit than you would for espionage. Right. And it should be reversed, obviously. But Donald Trump's throwing this out here. Everyone then runs over. The eye of Sauron suddenly shifts over to Donald Trump and is looking at the fact that Donald Trump wants to release the affidavit and then every single one of these ridiculous excuses, one after another, one contradicting the previous one. But then here comes the judge. Yeah. Here comes the judge. Yeah. And yeah, we'll do that. But ultimately, we'll and that's, that's just the thing. And that's just the thing. The, the legal process is going to plow forward like a juggernaut, irrespective of what Donald Trump says, irrespective of how many uh, boat parades they have circulating the courthouse like they're doing in Florida right now. <laughs> boat parade, boat parade, looking for directions to the boat parade. Gonna get a sunburn standing out here all day, trying to get a ticket to the boat parade. I appreciate yeah. 
you know the story. Great Nick Lutzko. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop that. Uh, the FBI interviewed Trump's White House counsel and his deputy counsel about the classified documents stored at Mar-a-Lago. And in the context of this reporting about uh, Patsy Baloney and Patrick mm-hmm. Philbin, uh, this quote emerged. And the quote is, it's not theirs, it's mine. It's mine, you understand? Mine, all mine. Get back in there. Down, down, down. Go, go, go. Mine, mine, mine. <laughs> yes. Donald Trump, this is an amazing thing. Donald Trump could end up getting taken down because of pronouns. In fact, yeah. <laughs> literally one pronoun used twice. It's. It's not mm-hmm. theirs. It's mine. It's meaning the fucking documents in the basement. Yep. He thinks that they are his. They belong to him. And that makes perfect sense because Donald Trump, when he was president, believed that as president, the country belonged to him. The White House belonged to him. The people who worked in the federal bureaucracy worked for him. The White House counsel was his lawyer. Bill Barr was his lawyer. That's how he saw all of this shit. So he felt as though if he declassified whatever you know ridiculous magic that he tried to do to convince himself that the documents were declassified, he believed after they were declassified, eh, they were his to keep. He could just keep them. Why not? They're his. They belong to him. He was the president. He owned the country for four years. It's mine. mine. You mine. understand? Mine. Yeah. All mine. Yeah. Get back in there. Down, down, down. Country. Go, go, go. Mine, mine, mine. <laughs> the White House. Okay, the president. Mine, mine, mine. This, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, well, the audio will not be as good, but this is a woman who is a kindergarten teacher, and she talks to politicians via, like, sh- uh, you know, like, fourth wall. Uh-huh. Like, she's talking to her students, and this is her talking to Donald Trump. Hang on, let me see if I can pull okay. it up here. All right. Do you understand why they took those items from you? No, not for no reason, friend. Those did not belong to you. You took them home and you were not supposed to, so they took them back. The FBI. Yeah. Um, We need to start taking some responsibility for our actions. Do you know what responsibility means? Um, Listen, everybody makes mistakes, okay? Even grown-ups make mistakes. You're a grown-up. Okay. Um, no, honey, we cannot go play golf right now. We need to stay inside. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, you can I stop it now. Yeah, that's funny. Talking to him really? like he's a kindergartner. Yeah. Uh, that's what he deserves. That's what he's earned. Yeah. He's it's earned frighteningly kind of accurate, probably, yeah. to the way they've had to talk to him at points, I'm sure. Right. Well, he's already planning his payback for the FBI search. This is what he's determined. He actually... Uh, uh, tweeted out a Wall Street Journal opinion piece on... He didn't tweet it out because he's on Troth Central, but he, whatever, he truthed it out, whatever they say over there. And the article on Wall Street Journal was opinion piece that said, the payback for Mar-a-Lago will be brutal. And so what he's looking to do then is if he's elected president, he's going to raid the homes of Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, James Comey... Yeah, with, but if, if they defund the FBI, who is going to raid it? That's true, but also if he gets into office and the FBI still exists, he believes the FBI belongs to him. He will not make the same mistake as he did last time by getting some 
you know, law enforcement professional, some sort of seasoned member of the uh, uh, Department of Justice to take over. No, it's not going to happen. He's going to get sycophants who will do whatever the fuck he wants them to do. In spite of the tradition, the, the Sick rule. Sycophants, say it again. You sound like Tom Sick Hanks fans. doing the sound guy. Sycophants, yes. Oh, sibilants. Sibilants. Sycophants. Check, check. One, two, sibilants. All right, we're going to take uh, one last break. Come back with more show right after these words. Bob Seska plays more music. my friend Richard Turgeon. The song is called Goodbye to Summer. This is off his uh, Campfire Songs EP. Uh, let's see. What's his website here? Let's, uh, scrolling, scrolling. Sorry. Yes, richardturgeon.com. I knew that. Yeah. I'm so glad that uh, hearing aids are going to be sold over the counter. Yeah. <laughs> I blame our indie recording artists for the fact that I'm going to need some of those. Some of the hearing aids, yeah. All right, uh, bobseska.com slash music to submit your uh, music to the show. Thank you. Okay. From the unintended consequences file, there's this Republican uh, representative, uh, Neil Collins, out of South Carolina, who yesterday tearfully explained how a pregnant 19-year-old almost lost her life because of the six-week abortion law that he voted for. Again, the regret that goes along with unintended consequences. You motherfuckers didn't think this through, did you? You thought, okay, well, we're going to save the fetuses and everything will be fine. Suddenly it'll be 1955 again and it'll be wonderful. And they didn't think far enough ahead to know all the kinds of fucking horror shows that they were manifesting because of this. And this guy finally has seen the light in all of this and is refusing to vote uh, in favor of yet another abortion restriction in crazy South Carolina. So here's, here's a little bit of Neil Collins regretting his vote for this six-week abortion ban. I'll move to my final comments then, Mr. Chairman. I voted for the pain-capable bill, the fetal heartbeat bill, and fetal heartbeat has been for six weeks now. The second week that this, that the fetal heartbeat bill became law, a doctor called me out of Anderson. I live in Easley. A 19-year-old girl appeared at the ER. She was 15 weeks pregnant. Her water broke. Hmm. And the, the fetus was unviable. The standard of care was to advise her uh, that they could extract or she could go home. The attorneys told the doctors that because of the fetal heartbeat bill, because that 15-week-old had a heartbeat, the doctors could not extract. So their only choices were to admit the 19-year-old until that fetal heartbeat stopped. I asked, how long does it take to stop? She said, seconds, minutes, hours, maybe days, or discharge. They discharged that 19-year-old. Oh, Jesus. Hmm. 
the doctor told me at that point, there's a 50% chance. Well, first, she's going to pass this fetus in the toilet. She's going to have to deal with that on her own. There's a 50% chance, greater than 50% chance that she's going to lose her uterus. There's a 10% chance that she will develop sepsis in her... 50% chance she could lose yep. her uterus. Make sure we're clear about that. Yep. Self die. That weighs on me. I voted for that bill. These are affecting people. And we're having a meeting about this. It took... That whole week, I did not sleep. I followed up with the doctor a week later. She had heard nothing, did not know about the 19-year-old. Thank God I followed up two weeks later. She did return to the ER. They did extract the now non-beating fetus. <laughs> what we do matters. He's lucky she didn't die. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Representative Collins. Oh, okay. One second, Mr. Chairman. I'm almost finished. Okay. Out of respect for the process, I'm not voting today. But I want it to be clear that myself and many others are not in a position to vote for this bill without significant changes to the bill. Yeah, well, yeah, he's filled with regret. But at the same time, it's like, that's kind of a weak response. I'm just not yeah. going to vote. I'm going to you know, vote present or whatever they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, profiling courage there, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. all well and good to say that and to, to voice your regrets through tears but at the same time, holy God, don't just change these bills. Make sure they get repealed. Yeah. That's what you do. And the only people who can do it in states like South Carolina are Republicans. Mm -hmm. So fucking do it. Just that 19 year old girl is lucky to be alive. Yeah. Absolutely. She's just lucky to be alive, let alone losing the ability to have children in the future or things like of that nature. Yeah. Um, uh, it's disgusting that girls and women and other pregnant people are being sent away because there's still a heartbeat in a fetus that they know is non-viable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by the way, there was a clip floating around a couple of days ago about, I think it was Joe Rogan saying that he was outraged by the idea that if his 14-year-old daughter were to be raped, that she would be forced to carry that baby to term well he lives he in was, california doesn't he no he lives in arizona now i think huh? yeah but if you listen to the clip by the end he was back to his you know telling this uh, uh anti-abortion activist his guest on the show that oh yeah yeah it sounds like you have a point there yeah that's a yeah i never thought about it that way by the end so d before you lionize joe rogan for that clip oh, just I will know never that, do that don't worry <laughs> he backpedaled by the end Right. Of course, the, the guy was saying the the anti-abortion activist on the Joe Rogan show was saying, oh, well, you know, it's a it's a human life. So it should be protected like any human life. Yeah. But the thing is, <laughs> the pregnant people are also human lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And they have and rights as around well. them. Yes, yeah. exactly. They don't, about, they don't care about the vessel. Yeah. There's just no nuance in any of this. And it's just, it's so frustrating. I feel like I've got like, I don't know, 30 more years of doing this in me. I feel like I can do what I'm doing right now uh, with politics, doing the podcast, uh, writing here and there uh, through age 80 or something like that. I hope in the course of this next 30 years of my career, fingers crossed and knock all, on all the wood that I can mentally and physically continue to do it. I hope at some point I can come up with what I consider to be sort of the 
magic bullet that, that cuts through the anti-abortion argument. There are lots of individual arguments that, that often work if you're a reasonable person. What I want to do is come up with the argument in, in support of abortion rights that completely silences the anti-abortion people, that they have no well, way to come back simple. up against. If you're against abortion, don't have one. Yeah. Yeah, well, the rest of it is but mind your own fucking business. Yeah, period. But, but but that's not that's not going to work with them. That'll work with people who are reasonable and who <laughs> who understand that abortion rights uh, should be legal. But when you're talking to the government zealots, overreach, yeah, it's there's government got, overreach. It's of all course, it is. It's government uh, overreach. That's I think a, you might just need a close. literal yeah. silver bullet then at that point, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, just before we wrap up here from the don't get happy file, just for God's sake, we can be excited about all of the good news, but when it comes to the election, all I'm saying is don't be complacent about the election at this point. So do not get happy. Do not get happy. <laughs> um, this was an MSNBC graphic uh, results from, uh, let's see, a Fox News poll. <laughs> These are my favorite. Hmm. So this is the shift towards Democratic Party since May among women plus seven, yep. white women plus eight, non-white women plus 10, suburban women plus nine. These are all pluses in favor of the Democratic Party. Men plus four, dads, holy fucking shit, dads, Plus 28. Do not yes. get happy. This is all fucking amazing news, but do not get happy. We could still lose this. What we need to do right now, it's looking like the Senate is uh, going to be held. Fingers crossed. Don't get happy. It's the House. We need to retain the House. And, and to do that, we need to push through the gerrymandering that makes the House far less Democratic than electing senators. So that means keeping the energy up, keeping the momentum up, and not getting happy, not getting complacent. Okay, so on that note, we shall uh, wrap up there and move over to the shadow docket on our Patreon page. Yes. (laughs) Show's been long lately, but that's okay. Lots of shit to cover, right? Um, By the way, the... uh, in a recent YouGov poll, the approval of the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago, 54% Americans approve of that search of Mar-a-Lago, 36% disapprove. This was uh, August 16th, a sample of uh, 1,500 people. Yeah, not bad. I saw a lot of people saying, well, you know, if they can do that to Donald Trump, they can do that to anybody who's playing these fast and loose with nuclear secrets. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, as they should. Isn't that the point? Yeah. So I I thank you both for uh, clarifying the crudité gate. (laughs) Does it rise to the level of a gate, the crudité gate? No, I don't. God, I hope not. I mean, Oz isn't that important. I want Fetterman to beat his ass. It was one of those things. Any of his 10 homes. The man has 10 fucking homes. Yeah. Well, things are looking good for John Fetterman. Uh, Tim Ryan. The, The question I still have is... I've seen polls showing Tim Ryan leading J.D. Vance, but I think some of the forecasters are still saying that uh, J.D. Vance is favored to win in Ohio, which is weird I, to me. I've been yeah. reading that he's facing real headwind. Yeah. Because he's just kind of checked out now. Well, the same with Ron Johnson. They're still leaning in the direction of Ron Johnson, at least in their forecasts, which can be wrong. 
You know, it used to be that like. Well, didn't Nate Mandela Silver Barnes would... just get the primary win? Yeah, yeah. So it's still kind. Of, I think the Democratic uh, establishment kept out of it until the primary is over. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so yeah, the the forecasts have been wrong in the recent past. I know Nate Silver has been wrong in in the recent past as far as his forecast goes. Uh, the idea here is to. Uh, imagine that we're five points behind in every race. Right, <laughs> that's yeah. That's got to be the rule. Just imagine we're losing, that we're the underdogs, and we've got to really, really hustle in order to win. Usually, when Democrats uh, feel as though they're behind the eight ball, that we step up and we push, especially when there's lots of energy and momentum to push us. So uh, I think we need that extra layer of uh, motivation. <laughs> so please... Take the polls with a grain of salt. I know Beth from our Patreon page will appreciate that. And act accordingly. Okay, see you on the Shadow Docket. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.